Good morning. Good morning. It is Friday. Mm-hmm. So that means tomorrow we're going to the farmer's market, right? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. And Anna has prom. And we got dirt yesterday. So we ended up getting the dirt yesterday. The last of the dirt I think that the school's garden club needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The, who was that girl who hated the freaking bucket line because I actually made her work? Uh, yeah, don't say <laughs> Don't say But You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And then her grandma just, oh, your grandma's here. You got to get you. It's just so weird mm-hmm. how you get that level of lazy. And then I put them all to work. And it was like hilarious because you're like, they don't listen to me. I'm like, yeah, but I'm a jerk. <laughs> so it's like, all right, girl, come on, stand here. Eight feet apart right now, right now, right now. And just ran that bucket line. And we filled that. They, they filled the first half of it in what? 20 minutes it took them like 20 minutes to fill up the first half of that right i honestly don't know i was not paying attention and then the last half of that took five (laughs) they were all sweaty and all worn out it's like yeah welcome to bucket lines like that is why it's fast and um and miss barraza came out while they were doing that she goes (laughs) she's like i like that (laughs) yeah because i because i was over there and i was like yeah putting them to work they're actually doing stuff today she's like awesome i was like yeah got got a trellis for for the tomatoes you know i'm gonna be bringing another uh planter bed if not because i didn't ever get around to staining it last night um mm-hmm. so i'm gonna stain it over the weekend have it ready for them to fill okay, on good. tuesday if not tuesday then thursday because you know they have to deal with the little kids on tuesdays but yeah. either way they have stuff and i gave them a uh five gallon bucket with a cucumber plant in it so they have the cucumber okay. the first cucumber good um so as long as they don't kill it <laughs> they'll have many a cucumber to come good. because they're super like they grow like crazy so mm-hmm. no, but, and, yeah, and, no and cucumbers are delicious healthy and and you know they're they're one of those things that you, you see them and you're like that is awesome like you grew a cucumber you know <laughs> i mean it's just it's so weird. I mean, they're 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 up now because it used to be that you could get like when they're on sale, like a quarter a piece and you get them for like forty five cents. And now they're fifty nine cents. And I saw the organic ones were up at almost a dollar each. And I'm like, man, yeah, I'm glad I'm growing them. So. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I sent you that thing. Well, I showed you that thing with the way that they were growing the trellis. So the cucumbers were dangling. And you were saying that you think that you don't think that's a good idea? Or what are you thinking? Well, it's not because that's only going to work for a short amount of time. Cucumber plants, mm-hmm. they keep growing. And I think that's the biggest misconception everybody has about gardening is that everybody just don't take into account how long and how big their plant will get. I always see all these photos and everything online when the plants are all still babies and the garden is all cute and organized. There's a lot more soil that you can see mm-hmm. than plant. And it's like, yeah, that looks great. Show me what it looks like in two months because that's what I want to know. And that's what's frustrating when you're trying to start a garden. You don't see those things. And the only time you see anything like that is when it's these big, huge accounts that have been doing it for you know years and years and they've passed it down from generation to generation they know all these techniques and tricks and they you know have everything in these nice cool books and everything and they've just but they don't even need them because they learned it by watching their family do it and like those are the only yeah. ones that look all full and pretty 
but it's because they're full of native plants and things that they've had for generations and generations, and they know how to take cuttings from plants, so they keep, you know, they've been spreading that garden across the entirety of their property mm-hmm. for, you know, 50, 60 years, then it's like, yeah, it's not, you literally can't just do that overnight without spending thousands and thousands of dollars, but, you know, it's... Cucumber plants get massive. It's the same thing with zucchini. People mm-hmm. co- constantly think zucchini is just this beautiful little plant that, you know, it sits there and it grows its little flowers and you're all, you know, oh, hey, you're good. But cu- cucumber <laughs> cucumber and zucchini plants, they because cucumbers are vining plants, mm-hmm. so they keep growing. They literally don't stop until something kills them or you pull them or whatever, too hot, whatever. Like, they don't get they don't just go up we're done producing now Mm -hmm. like they (laughs) if you're treating them right and they have the space to grow they will keep growing which is why people that live in the more southern climates if they keep those things watered they don't die Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's the same thing why we i can plant the things that i'm planting now and they won't die if we keep watering i saw a video somebody had of their cucumber field in mississippi and she was joking around that that is now her income because it doesn't freeze in Mississippi. Like even when we get our freezes, they haven't been getting a freeze or anything like that. And she grows. She started off. It was her and her husband and her husband really liked cucumbers. And so she started growing cucumbers. Right. Mm-hmm. And she ended up like just ignoring them. And she ignored them and they were out in, or in a field where they were growing like some other crop like corn or whatever. They just ignored it because like corn, uh, they just didn't want anything to do with it. And it's naturally barriered off from the sides because she's got a creek that splits, right? And so they they ignored it. They they were just they forgot about it for like five years. They're like mm, they grew corn. They didn't like the corn. They thought the dirt wasn't good and whatever it was. So for five years she left that plant, the plants alone, and they took over and it was something like five acres of just cucumbers. And she said. Her first crop selling them roadside for like 50 cents a piece, they made $50,000. So they had 100,000 cucumbers in five acres and sold them all roadside. So, I mean, just, just, it's, cucumbers are awesome. Like, why, why aren't, I don't know why they're not more of a staple in people's, you know, diets, honestly. They're healthy, they're good for you, they're good for your skin. Um, as you get older and varicose veins become an issue, they actually help diminish the uh, look of varicose veins. They're great for your skin. They're, I'm like, and they taste good. And if you do them right, they're so refreshing. Like a cucumber, cucumber water has really got to be one of the most refreshing things I get, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So that's why I'm like, yeah, you're, you're like, because you're going to grow them all along the, the, uh, the black fence, right? The uh, wrought iron fence that we have. I don't know. We haven't. You the last time that I said that, you said you were planning on moving the bees. Yeah, I can't move them. I went to lift that hive. <laughs> it ain't going anywhere. So yeah, don't you you focus on the cucumbers. I'll figure out the bees. Not, don't worry about it. So and, well, uh, and it's not just that the the cleavers that Lily is. I I between the the log or the the stump that's over there. Mm-hmm. It all gets overgrown and nobody stays on top of the backyard anymore. And it's going to keep getting out of hand if I I can't keep, you know, f- I the biggest issue with the backyard is those areas. We, one, we don't have a weed whacker right now. And with a weed whacker, dealing with that, all the things that grow from that, like, underneath the black gate is not an issue. Because the lawnmower doesn't reach over there. Mm-hmm. And if things are too wet, the little hand shears, they, they just, they don't work. 
you have to literally get down hands and knees and cut on you know all of it with scissors and it's already enough trying to get the girls to you know stay on top of their Saturday chores when you know and do we have to get back around to doing that because we're at we're in season so everything's growing it again and as, as great as it is to just be able to you know jump up and go oh, I want to mow the lawn today <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it, it's going to become too much once my garden is actually full of things because even now like I'm already spending you know on the days that I actually take the time and I am on somewhat of a schedule a good hour out there just doing stuff and it's not even all the same things and I'm not even on a regular watering schedule yet because I haven't needed to be yet so I'm like I'm I'm nervous (laughs) because it is a lot and I don't even have you know half the things that I'm going to have started yet because it's just not we don't have the the spaces ready for it yet I have to fill you know the beds that I have and then uh the corn bed still has to be made and I pulled the um the planks over there for it to be made but they just you know we've been doing stuff all week so the girls haven't gone back out there to finish what they barely did on Saturday and Sunday um so it's just I I want to get I I want to get all of that started and done and that's like the biggest thing is that m- doing all of the dirt and everything alone it's just that's the most taxing part is setting things up like mm-hmm. that's the only thing that I'm like okay <sighs> after everything is set up all the beds are done this year I'm not building any more goddamn beds next year so that I can just I know, start right? because I want to just be able to start and, and I love this like I'm, I'm I really think that the way that we're setting it up this time it's like okay this is enough space for everything mm-hmm. I want to do all the ideas I have literally building off the last beds and then so you don't want 10 more beds I, I literally I keep saying <laughs> this year and that's it <laughs> after everything's built and filled I don't want to do it again next oh, year. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, because well, it's just too much. And I will we'll run out of yard at some point. We, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't let that happen. No. We have dogs that like to run around and mm-hmm. you want to still be able to use the backyard. Yeah, so. no, I'm I'm good with where where it is in your section is. I think it looks really good. I think it's I, I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Pretty excited about it. And uh Hopefully you'll get it all set up this weekend so you can post up on our Instagram and show everybody because, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, which is pretty awesome. And with that, good morning and welcome to the Morning Grind on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. We want to thank you guys. First off, just so excited. We hit a couple of really cool milestones on just Spotify alone um, this week, right? Mm -hmm. So just Spotify, what did we do? We finally broke a thousand followers. So thank you for number one thousand through one thousand fifty-seven. Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't have it in front uh, of me. I do. <laughs> Hold on. Um, uh, one thousand fifty-seven. So yeah, we we blew past it inside of a day. So that's that's awesome. And uh, we also yeah blew past uh, ten thousand streams on just Spotify. We are. Our podcast itself has just been doing amazing, and uh, with all of our feeds and everything, we're uh, last thirty days we're over a hundred and two thousand two hundred and fifty. So that's that's just insane. Like in thirty days, it's it's been crazy, um, and we're just we're really grateful for it. You know, we we constantly worry like are people going to get bored with us? Are going to get sick of us? And we keep trying to change things up a little bit, but. This is really us like we're we're like some people are like, hey, hello and welcome to our podcast. And today we're going to be reading this article that I found on the no, we're we're really us. This is really how we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it, it's it's pretty exciting. And so it makes it makes me pretty happy. And then, you know, we've got a crazy weekend coming up and I know we'll talk more about it um, in the afternoon. I just <sighs> it seems like the closer we get to where everything because like the, the potatoes got to go on the ground and everything's got to go in and go in like now and everything's just like. I'm getting more and more excited. I walk out in the, I walk out and uh, look at, I look in the, you know, backyard from, from my bathroom and I just stare at it and go, holy crap. Like I've got the visual in my head of, of how it's all going to look. So it's pretty exciting to me. So, but uh, how many national days we got today? Two. Okay. And will I like them? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, well, <laughs> I just ask. So yeah, go ahead. Floor is all yours. Uh, the first one is National Tater Day. So if you like your spuds, National Tater Day on March 31st is for you. The day recognizes all kinds of potatoes, which provide us with essential vitamins, minerals, and fiber. Potatoes are quite versatile, which might explain why so many people like them. They are the number one consumed vegetable in the United States. And when you consider how many ways we can eat the over 200 different kinds of potatoes in the United States, you shouldn't be surprised. First off, we can bake them. Who doesn't like the baked potato? Yeah, we see you in the back. Put your hand down. The rest of us absolutely loved the baked spud. Plus those baked plus those baked potatoes, you can bake them twice with all sorts of delicious toppings. Twice. Secondly, we can boil them. And mm-hmm. from the boiled potatoes, we can make soups, salads, or make one of the world's all-time favorite potato dishes, mashed potatoes. And did you know mashed potatoes have numerous different recipes too? You can't have shepherd's pie without mashed potatoes. Dice them and slice them, and we can make scalloped, fried, or even hash browns. And then there's potato dumplings and pancakes. Beyond all the ways we use potatoes, this day may have originally had a different meaning. At the beginning of April, parts of Kentucky celebrated the sweet potato, Tater Day. Sweet potatoes are one of the main cash crops in that area. Tater Day started way back in the early 1840s when the trading and selling of sweet potatoes with the trading and selling of sweet potatoes. It is the oldest continuous day in the United States. Worldwide, there are more than 4,000 potato varieties. Since the time potatoes were shipped from Europe to the colonies in the early 17th century, their consumption has been a major part of the North American diet. So to observe National Tater Day, have your potato, tater, or spud the way you like it. Sprinkle them with herbs, cheese, or just a hint of salt. Try a new recipe. What's really important is that you celebrate this humble vegetable. So, 1843. So, when you think about, like, things like that, it's like, you know, the Civil War was close to that. You know, it was before that. But it's like, when you think about the things that we had going on in our country back at these times when these festivals started, that's nuts. And I was I was looking it up, and and they do a actual celebration um, festival in Benton, Kentucky. Yeah, I hate sweet potatoes. <laughs> I really Which do. Which is so weird because you like squash, and that's all that sweet potatoes remind me of when people make them. Yeah, no, I just don't. But like I just them. I think that I I think that's one of the biggest things that like it's hard because I want to experiment with certain foods, but I don't want to bore you, and I don't want. I, I always I'm afraid you're not going to like something because like it, it there's so many things that like you don't say that you don't like it because you just like haven't had it a certain way or you don't think that you've made it the way that you'll like it. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard because it's like I want to also be able to do that for you because it's like you don't you, you're not a big 
squash eater like you have spaghetti squash and you really like spaghetti squash Mm -hmm. but like everything else like people do like squash and brussels sprout bakes and just eat that and it's like you think it's disgusting yeah you guys can't see how far back my eyes rolled in my head but i could see the smooth parts of my brain (laughs) but i just think like i i think that i just have to find something that it goes in but the problem is is that it trying to the want to experiment with something is a lot harder of a motivation to grow a crop mm-hmm. than something that I already know somebody's going to eat. Like the peas, I'm super excited. They're literally at that point where it's like Nikki can go out there and start snacking on peas at any at any time now because they're 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 going. <laughs> so it's like that's exciting because she likes the peas and she'll eat them. If I give her a p- bowl of peas from the backyard, she will eat them right then and there. And so it's like that's you know that's great. But and it's the same thing for like Lily and the carrots. So Lily, if I pull a carrot out of the ground and rinse it off and go hand it to Lily, she's going to eat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can pull spinach off of the spinach plants and hand it straight to you, and yep. you'll eat it. Oh yeah, have heartbeat. <laughs> I, I've walked back there and do exactly that. I do that. I grab. I was, yeah. I just I go back in the garden. I'm like, <laughs> I just I I'm giddy about it. You get you're getting ready to plant the second section of it, or is it like of spinach of the lettuces and stuff? Because I was going to walk back there and just start noshing on that le- on the lettuces. I did think it was funny. Who was it? Was it Anna who found the caterpillar on one of the pieces of lettuce and was like freaking out? I don't remember. Okay. It's just like, just knock it off. Shut up and let's go. What do you, this is natural <laughs> stuff. What do you think's going to happen? It's like, this is the way a garden works, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, but yeah, sweet potatoes. I just, I don't know what it is, which is weird because. I've had sweet potato pie, and it just tastes like pumpkin pie to me, but it's got a little taste of something I don't like. <laughs> so, and, you know, but people are like, oh, sweet potato fries are the greatest thing. But I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so, oh, what's our second day? It's National Clams on the Half Shell Day. Okay, there we go. A little something I can be a little more behind. National Clams on the Half Shell Day on March 31st offers clam lovers a day to celebrate one of the world's most unique dishes. The best variety of hard shell clams, also called quahogs? Quahogs. That's how... Why is it spelled like that then? Because it's a Native American spelling, which it really isn't, but yeah. Okay. Long, long, stupid story on that one. Okay. Uh... For serving on the half shell is the top neck, but you will s- find recipes using little necks and cherry stone as well. The top necks run about two inches across, and the meaty clam is enough for a bite-sized morsel of Atlantic saltwater goodness. Clams on the half shell can be raw, steamed, grilled, or even smoked. One popular on the half shell recipe originated in Rhode Island. Often served as an appetizer, clams casino is a dish with toasted breadcrumbs and bacon. Legend has it, the recipe for Clam Casino dates back to 1917 and the Little Casino in Narragansett, Rhode Island. According to Good Housekeeping, Great American Classics, Major D. Hotel Julius Keller and Mrs. Perrin Stevens developed Clam's Casino for her guests as she wanted to serve up something special and named it after the hotel. The dish soon became so successful, word spread, and it began appearing on menus across the nation. That's so, gonna suck. <laughs> you try to do something to boost business and gets you up, and just nah, everybody's like, "Oh, we'll just copy it." <laughs> so to observe National Clams on the Half Shell Day, National Clams on the Half Shell Day is easy to celebrate. Get steaming or grilling, depending on your preferences. 
Clam lovers dig in and show the rest of the crowd what they've been missing. Demonstrate the best way to enjoy them, the flavors and side dishes too. Order up your favorite clam on the half shell meal, then give the restaurant a shout out. Well, personally, I love clams, and the fresher the better. And I remember that uh, when we ordered, we ordered oysters, right, um, online, and they remember they sent us clams instead of oysters mm-hmm. and then they sent us the oysters which they were shipped out for the next day when they were were like what do we do with the clams and we're like enjoy them with butter <laughs> and oh my god we did they were so good right it i was, don't remember oh because man. i remember saying that i didn't like clams and i also don't remember if i've actually enjoyed them after that okay i'm i was pretty sure you did but okay no worries i enjoyed them <laughs> i thought they were pretty amazing so but I absolutely, I just, I love, there's only one seafood that I've ever had that I just despise. And it was not clams. So, and you know what that is. I do. It's a sushi dish. It's a delicacy in sushi. I have no idea what you you're talking about. You are not awake yet. It's, it's sea urchin row. Uni. Remember? Said it tastes like Pier 39 smells. Has absolutely no oh. texture and, and is like <laughs> algae in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> You're not awake. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I'm not thinking about food yet. Mm, no, that's fair enough. So, but no, I, I love clams. I love good clams. I like them. I, when, um, when I lived in California and would go to Oregon and Washington, I'd always go clamming. And go for clams and cockles, and cockles were were a huge thing. They're just clams. Um, and we go for abalone, and I just, oh, man, I just love everything from the ocean. And fresh clams are just some of my favorite things. But, like, fresh anything out of the ocean, with the exception of uni, <laughs> are really are my favorite things, you know. And, and, yes, I will acknowledge that uni is the only thing, which is sea urchin row, because sea urchins, in case anybody didn't know, are hermaphrodites. They have both male and female parts, and we eat their eggs. Um, and if you go to a sushi restaurant and you've ever had anything, and you've ever been to Pier 39 in the summer when the seals are out there, defecating all over the piers and making the wafting wind of Pier 39's rank, that's pretty much what uni tastes like. But <laughs> so, but clams, I've, I've, I've had every kind of clam I can think of. I've had gooey duck. I've had... So many different kinds of clams, and I've had quahogs, and actually those, I think, no, they weren't. Those were uh, Little Necks that we got, um, but uh, from Cherry Stone Aqua Farms, if anybody's interested. No, they're not supporting us or sponsoring us yet, <laughs> but, you know, they are definitely delicious and a good way to go. You know what? I'll, I'll post them up on our Facebook page uh, just because they're really good, and I like them, and I'll, I'll post them up on our website as well, so. But what is your favorite seafood? What is your favorite, like, for you specifically? I already know your answer, <laughs> right? Yes. Go ahead. What, what's your answer? It swims. It is a fish. It is mostly on the West Coast. You like the Pacific versions better than the Atlantic versions. You like not only the fish, but their eggs as well. And that would be salmon. salmon. You like it smoked. You like it raw. You like it in every way, shape, and form that you've had it so far. You just love your salmon. And we moved to a state that doesn't have salmon. <laughs> yep. So that's 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 the hardest thing I've said it before about living out here. Just just the, the seafood selection is just no. It's not the same. But but we're curious if you have, you know, a special recipe, seafood recipe or clam recipe, let us know. 
I'm still I'm waiting to taste like the world's best clam chowder because I've had clam chowder that people tell me is supposed to be the world's best and I wasn't impressed. And I mean that's not me being a I don't think it's me being a jerk. I think it's just if it gets lost, what's the point? You know, I like to taste the clams in my clam chowder. So that's where that is. But yeah, that's 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 just it for me. So with that, thank you so much for joining us on the morning grind on the stupid podcast on everything where I've been Joey and I'm Kiki and we're going to wake up, get a little bit of cold brew. We'll be good and uh, refreshed for our afternoon dive. If you haven't joined us yet for that, please come see us and, and let us know, you know, what you think. Join all our social media. Check our link tree. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you soon. So until then, peace out with your peace out. Bye.